Our psalm tonight is Psalm 50 on page 401. The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 50 on page 401. The Lord, even the most mighty God, hath spoken and called the world from the rising up of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion hath God appeared in perfect beauty. For God shall come and shall not keep silence. There shall go before him a consuming fire, and a mighty tempest shall be stirred up round about him. He shall call the heavens from above, and the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me with sacrifice. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. I myself will testify against thee, O Israel, for I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee because of thy sacrifices, for they are always before me. I will take no bullock out of thine house, nor he-goats out of thy folds. For all the beasts of the forest are mine, and also are the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls upon the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are in my sight. If I be hungry, I will not tell thee, for the whole world is mine, and all that is therein. Thinkest thou that I will eat bull's flesh? and drink the blood of goats. Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most Highest. And call upon me in the time of trouble, so will I hear thee, and thou shalt praise me. 
But unto the ungodly saith God, Why doest thou preach my laws, and taketh my commandments in thy mouth? Whereas thou hatest to be reformed, and hast cast my words behind thee. When thou sawest a thief, thou consentest unto him, and hast thou partaker with the adulterers. Thou hast let thy mouth speak wickedness, and with thy tongue thou hast set forth deceit. Thou saddest and spakest against thy brother, yea, thou hast slandered thine own mother's son. These things hast thou done, and I held my tongue, and though thou, thou thoughtest wickedly that I am even such a one as thyself, but I will reprove thee, and set before thee the things that thou hast done. O consider this, ye that forget God, lest I pluck you away, and there be none to deliver you. Whoso offereth me thanks and praise, he honoureth me, and to him that ordereth his way aright will I show the salvation of God. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 23rd verse of the 33rd chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, they who inhabit those ruins in the land of Israel are saying, Abraham was only one, and he inherited the land. But we are many, the land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord God, You eat meat with blood, you lift up your eyes toward your idols, and shed blood. Should you then possess the land? You rely on your sword, you commit abominations, and you defile one another's wives. Should you then possess the land? Say thus to them, Thus says the Lord God, As I live, surely those who are in the ruins shall fall by the sword, and the one who is in the open field I will give to the beasts to be devoured, and those who are in the strongholds and caves shall die of the pestilence, for I will make the land most desolate, her arrogant strength shall cease, and the mountains of Israel shall be so desolate that no one will pass through. Then they shall know that I am the Lord, when I have made the land most desolate because of all their abominations which they have committed. As for you, son of man, the children of your people are talking about you beside the walls and in the doors of the houses, and they speak to one another, everyone saying to his brother, Please come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. So they come to you as people do. They sit before you as my people, and they hear your words, but they do not do them, for with their mouth they show much love, but their hearts pursue their own gain. Indeed, you are to them as a very lovely song of one who has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument, for they hear your words, but they do not do them. And when this comes to pass, surely it will come, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, 
as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth, sixth chapter of the Gospel of St. John. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them might have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is Thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, 
Mercifully look upon our infirmities, and in all our dangers and necessities, stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to uh, evening prayer tonight. All right. Um, so we have in our psalm, and we have in Ezekiel, and we have this um, story of the feeding of the 5,000 in John. And we have a theme running in here. And um, I'll tell you what the theme is at the end, but I'm wondering if you'll pick it up too. So in Psalm 50, it's, it's actually Psalm 50. We won't see it in our prayer book. And in the Bible, it says the first song, it's the first song labeled Psalm of Asaph. And so traditionally, um, King David wrote most of the Psalms, but there were some other psalmists that, were, that wrote and that are included in the book of Psalms. And apparently Asaph is one of them. So in Psalm 50, we find the Lord God, who's the supreme judge. And as a supreme judge, he's also the prosecuting attorney. And he levels two felony charges against his professing people. So he tells them in uh, verse 8, he's not going to rebuke them for their sacrifices, but it's their attitude in sacrificing. So what's happening is they're doing the work on the outside. They're going through the motions, but their hearts aren't changed. And I think we all remember that we've heard um, uh, the idea or the command, circumcise your, uh, the foreskins of your heart. In other words, change your heart, have something on the inside. And it, what applies to our faith is a sacrament is an outside um, symbol of an inward grace. And so baptism, for example, it's, it's an outer symbol of the, of the immersion, the death, um, the resurrection, and then the life afterwards with Jesus. But that's something that happens on the inside as, as we come to believe. So the people's attitudes were, were sacrificing to do what we have to do. We've done what we have to do. Now we can go ahead and live the way we want to live. Uh, in the second one, he's talking about their treatment of the law in, in uh, verses 16 through 20. And so the first charge was their attitude, and, and it kind of goes along with the Ten Commandments. The first four commandments are, are about our vertical relationship between us and God. And so the rest of the commandments are horizontal, and, and they're about our um, relationship with our fellow man. And so what he's, what he's, uh, the felony that they committed is that they're, they're, they're talking about God's covenants and following God's law, but they're not following God's law. They're, they're um, making a mockery of what they do, and they and they don't. Again, they don't have um, the heart is not there. So in verse 17, he says, "Seeing that you hate instruction and cast my words behind you." In other words, they speak them, but they don't do them. So those are the two felony charges in this psalm. So we find in Ezekiel, we come in, and, and um, this is part of a section that started started the word of the Lord came again to the prophet Ezekiel, and he continues. And so, in this case, God is uh, 
accusing, he speaks out and he accuses, first off, the people who are still left in Judah. And so what happened was in the exile, people were taken out of uh, Judah and taken to a foreign land. But there were some people who were still there. And they got kind of full of themselves and thinking they were special because they were the people of God. But he, he levels them. Like in verse 25, he says, uh, you eat meat with blood. And we know that's not one of the things you're not supposed to do is eat blood. They lift up their eyes towards idols and worship idols and they shed blood. And so he says, should you possess the land? They rely on their own swords in verse 26, and they commit abominations, defile one another's wives, and that's the seventh commandment, of course. And he says, should you then possess the land? And they, um, and he tells Ezekiel, what happens is these people come, um, and they sit before him, and, and they um, like it's like going to a comedy act or a concert. We're going to hear the people sing or make us laugh. And so Ezekiel, they want to see the prophet, but they don't want to hear what he has to say. So, um, um, excuse me, and that's the people he, the first part of the people were in Judah, and now he switches back to the people in exile with them. And so they're guilty too. They're, they're guilty of hearing the words and not following the words, and they're the ones that are going to the concert. Excuse me, I didn't make that clear. But um, they're the ones that are coming and wanting to hear, and let's look at this prophet of God. Let's see what he could do. Then we move into the Gospel of John, and we see another example of people who are entertained by God, but they don't keep his word in their hearts. And, they, and he says, you came to see a sign. And the crowds followed him, not out of belief in him as the Messiah and the chosen one of God, but they want to see what he was going to do. Let's go see what this guy's going to do. And um, I remember um, hearing some things in sports writings and stuff where people went to races, not to watch the race, but to see a crash. And um, they would go to a hockey game, not to watch hockey, but to see a fight. And so what they're doing is they're not coming to see the Lord and creator of the universe. They're coming to see if he's going to do something that's interesting to them. So he does. He feeds 5,000 people. Uh, what's important here, a couple things that are important I want you to know. In the Gospel of John, he, he writes about the feeding of the 5,000. This is the only miracle that's in all four Gospels. And so because it's in all of them, John kind of, his his purpose in writing the gospel was, of course, so we may know and believe that Jesus is the Christ. But his purpose was to um, kind of round out what the other gospels, I don't want to say missed because they were important too, but things that they may not have included that he could add and, uh, and round out the story. But this one was important enough that they had the feeding of the 5,000 and so did John. So um, strategically, it was really important because uh, the whole point was that uh, it shows that Jesus is the Messiah. When he feeds the people, uh, not only are they're kind of out in the wilderness, which kind of reflects um, when, when the people were leaving Egypt and God fed them the manna. So it um, establishes him as not only Messiah, but God himself. So I don't know if you picked up on a theme here, but if you didn't, I'm going to help you out with it. The theme seems to be that God does not respect outward actions that don't match our inner condition. And so our, our condition of the heart is more important than what we do. And there's no substitute for humility and faith. But if humility and faith do exist, the outward actions will come as a natural outpouring from this humility and faith. So uh, it's probably a good good thing for us to maybe just take stock of ourselves and are we doing this because we love God and what God's done for us or are we just doing it to, to put in our duty 
And you know what? Sometimes we do it and we don't feel like it, but that doesn't mean we don't do it because God loves us. So I didn't want you to get confused between those two things. I would like to continue with the intercession and um, tonight it's on page 590 and then I want to do the Thanksgiving right afterwards I think it's a really good Thanksgiving uh, it's a little different than the one we do in the morning and it's right below it on page 590 and so uh, we'll do the intercession and then together we'll do the Thanksgiving and accept O Lord our intercessions for all mankind let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations and may as many as have received it live as becomes it be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon our re all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Thanksgiving right below. To our prayers, O Lord, we join our unfeigned thanks for all thy mercies, for our being, our reason, and all other endowments and faculties of soul and body, for our health, friends, food, and raiment, and all the other comforts and conveniences of life. Above all, we adore thy mercy in sending thy only Son into the world to redeem us from sin and eternal death, and in giving us the knowledge and sense of our duty towards thee. We bless thee for thy patience with us, notwithstanding our many and great provocations, for all the directions, assistances, and comforts of thy Holy Spirit, for thy continual care, and watchful providence over us through the whole course of our lives, and particularly for the mercies and benefits of the past day, beseeching thee to continue these thy blessings to us, and to give us grace to show our thankfulness in a sincere obedience to his laws, through whose merits and intercessions we receive them all, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thanks to Barb and Aaliyah for um, leading, co-leading with me. And um, thank you for all for being here. It was great to pray with you. Thanks for the homily. It was great. It thank was. You. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Good evening, everyone. Everybody.